Hello and welcome to Mocha Mamas. My name is Inez. I am your Mocha Mamas host. Today I have a bonus episode for you. Yesterday's episode was all about Ahmad Arbery. I sat down with Julian Newman, who filled in as a guest for our co-host Christy, who was unable to record with us. And Julian and I talked about this horrific shooting and how people have responded to it, why we think it is that they have responded in that way. We covered many topics in that episode. It is a really good episode. I encourage you to go back and take a listen. But we wrapped it up by talking about this idea of this third place that exists. We are going to have a second part to the conversation that we had And so when we started to move on to that second part, I actually stopped recording and I was going to start recording again for the second part. But the conversation about that third place continued on and I just knew that it was going to be really good. So I started recording again and I'm so glad that I did because it was, Julian had so many good things to say about how two truths can exist and he talked more about that third place it's so good i'm going to stop talking uh, so that you can take a listen but here it is our bonus episode i hope that you will enjoy be true at the same time these truths actually can be in conflict so it's okay for us to have truths in conflict. Right. That, that is part of solving hard problems. Yes. And that's the paradox of situations where two truths are at odds with each other. I had a situation where um, um, I was doing a, uh, a workshop, a session, an anti-racism um, workshop. And I was, we had gone into breakout groups and there was one woman who happened to be Caucasian um, who was very, very angry and resistant to some of the things that we were being discussed. And then she turns to me and she says, let me tell you something, Julian, let me tell you about my life. She talked about um, a very dysfunctional family where she was abused. She talked about significant poverty that she dealt with. She, she talked about being housing insecure and struggling to be educated and how she did all these different things. And some of the, the, the realities she experienced as a young um, Caucasian teenager and uh, not, you know, black and brown people and how they treated her because she was one of the few that was at the school that she was at and all these different things. So she says, what do you have to say about that? And I said, uh, first of all, I'm very sorry that you experienced that. Mm -hmm. I'm very sorry that you experienced that. And I said, your suffering cannot be invalidated. Your suffering has to be acknowledged. And I think we're in this moment where we try to invalidate the suffering of someone else. And we go, you know what? 
on the suffering mm-hmm. pain meter, this is an eight and yours is a four. So my eight trumps your four and you don't get to talk anymore. But the reality is I don't think we can quantify suffering that way because my suffering is different than yours and that person right. is different than the next person. So how about we acknowledge the suffering of all of us and we can try to find a collective reality where we don't have to experience that pain anymore or perhaps my care for you, perhaps my listening to you, perhaps my standing with you, sitting with you, lamenting with you, um, hurting with you helps resolve the pain that you're experiencing. And in the process, it also resolves a measure of my own. And so if we see ourselves as friends, as community stakeholders, um, as partners, then we do it differently versus adversaries and enemies. And so I can't invalidate the suffering of someone. And unfortunately, because everybody's at uh, on a scale to one to 10, a 15 in terms of being tense and being on edge, mm-hmm. attack um, instead of acknowledging. Mm-hmm. And so I think you had it very, you know, you did it very well in terms of the conversation you had in the private, you know, messaging that, hey, yo, I'm not invalidating your reality. Though that truth can be true without invalidating this over the other thing and making it a lie there, you know, suffering is universal and it's human. If you're on this, you know, you're, if you're a human being, you've been on, on earth, you know, more than, I don't know, eight hours, you've kind of gone through some things. Okay. Coming into the earth is a lot of You know what I'm saying? I mean, yo, you know, trauma getting up in here. Okay. And so, um, the reality, let's not try to invalidate other human suffering, but let's recognize in certain cases, um, you know, some were advantaged as a result of this thing called America and the system and the infrastructure and institutional reality that exists within and others, um, others advantage and others disadvantage. And so that doesn't mean that my suffering is, is, is without acknowledgement. Let's acknowledge that man. Mm-hmm. And in our acknowledgement, maybe we can try to find a healing space and place together. Yes, I, I love that. I, yeah. Oh, man, there's so many good things there. Because I think that as humans, it doesn't seem this, it doesn't feel this way, especially right now um, in these times. But like, I think our nature as humans it is to connect with each other in that suffering, like mm-hmm. to, we have this base level of empathy, though it does feel like we've lost it in a lot of ways. Um, but when, as you were talking, I was just thinking like, man, like that's exactly what we need is that ability to connect with each other's suffering and to get rid of the competition of like, for whatever reason, like why, why we even do that? They're like, to try to compete with each other. Like, well, I have it worse than you do or whatever. I don't know. I don't know why we do that, but um, if we could get rid of that and just connect with each other's suffering and get rid of that mindset that because someone, because you're sharing with me your experiences and your suffering does not mean that you don't care for, care about or see my suffering and my experiences. I think that everything you said was wonderful and beautiful. And if we can, if we could actually do that, then yeah, 
Very good. All right, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I and I think and here's what I would say. I think it's the reason why we gravitate to the end of the "I Have a Dream" speech, because it creates a vision for a future that I think our soul longs for. Mm-hmm. Um, our soul longs for unity. Our our soul longs for harmony. Our mm-hmm. soul longs for um, togetherness um, and to to transcend hatred and all those things. But the the thing is though, vision without a journey or process to accomplish it never occurs. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we we don't get to skip um, the process to account to get to vision. And so when it comes to harmony across racial lines, cultural lines, um, you know, um, uh, you know, ideological perspectives and things of that nature in this tribalistic moment, there's a process, man. It's like, um, uh, like Zumba, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've ever done Zumba or, um, yes, you know, I spin. and, um, I can remember doing a, uh, a Zumba class one time, you know, I'm thinking I come up in there, Hey, yo, I'm, I'm an athlete. You know, I play football, basketball, you know, I work out, <laughs> man. I got up in there and there were grandmas that were like <laughs> Zumba and me right into the ground. And I was just hurting, man. I, I, I'd seen like, you know, a Zumba video and I'm like, I could do that. Um, and so, but here's the thing. The reason why we go to Zumba class is because we're thinking about our beach body later on in the summer. And so we experience the pain, the sweatiness and the discomfort of Zumba to accomplish the vision that we have. We don't get to the I have a dream speech without dealing with real suffering and pain, with looking at ugly things, with saying yes to some things and saying no to other things, having conversations that are uncomfortable. Those are the things, those, that is the investment required to get that beautiful return. And if we don't make those investments, we'll never get there. That's the cost um, you know, of that picture being becoming realized. Yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah, it takes work. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Mocha Mamas. We really want to know what you have to say about this subject. So we invite you to join us and further the conversation in our Mocha Mamas Facebook group. You can also reach out to us on social media. We are Mocha Mamas Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you loved today's episode, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a review. It helps us to get word out about the Mocha Mamas podcast. Thank you again for listening. And we look forward to our next conversation with you.